Hey everybody, this is Presto. Oh my god, and you're listening to episode 54 of the Nintendads podcast. Let's get straight to the cut. Let's let's get right into the biscuits, the brass tacks. This right, is this... gonna talk about how my sweet, sultry, sexy voice and your grumpy, angry, sourpuss face. Uh, this is, uh, this is, we're dubbing this the sweet and sour episode because over the last couple weeks we've had a lot of news, a lot of developments, a lot of things tested in the wilds of the world, um, and some of it's pretty sweet and some of it kind of sucks. Uh... So we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about our feelings. We're going to talk about a lot of things. You can see, more audio people, you can't see this, but Facebook people, you can see this. We have a lovely assortment of pretty random things above me that we are going to do. Here you are. It's more like it's 2 a.m. here. Welcome in, Tom. Glad to have you with us. Um... Yeah, so, uh, of course, we're going to kick things off. Thank you for the like. Um, we're going to kick things off with, what are we playing? Corporal, you can you can tell me what you're playing first, because I'm going to share this all over the internet right now. This, this particular episode is delayed by almost 30 minutes because I was too busy playing Genshin Impact. So, that tells you enough right there. <laughs> I am slowly becoming as addicted to a Genshin Impact as I was with uh, Breath of the Wild, Zelda. I like the art style. I like the mechanics. I like the gameplay. Even the grind isn't all that bad. I keep coming up to like different territories and, and areas where the combat is harder and the levels of the monsters are harder. So like it becomes challenging the wider I expand out. And I have only explored, I think it was, like, like I think it was like 30% of the entire map so far. Mark, so, thank like, you for liking the stream. Welcome in. Yeah, it's a big I map. Am... It's a big map. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. And there's no so, mounts. There's no, like, I mean, you could fast travel, but, like, you still have to explore on foot yep. first. I mean, the gliding allows you to get certain areas pretty quickly. So that's Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Will it come to the Switch, Tom? It's supposed to. It's supposed to, but Hero says nah. Hero says it's never coming to the Switch because the install, uh, the the game is too unoptimized and it takes too much space that they will never crunch it down to be able to fit on the Switch. To Hero's point, as much as I don't want to admit that he may be right, I tried to download the game on my phone and I almost need a separate phone with nothing on it just because of how much space it takes. But people do play it on phone, and that's why I think it will come to Switch. Yes. Because it's some of it, it, like, default downloads, like, language packs. Like, you have, you probably have, like, an 8-gig Korean language pack that's just all the voice lines in Korean. Um, I mean, possibly. So. Um... What have I been playing? I've actually been playing a bunch of Pokemon uh, Arceus, Pokemon Legends Arceus, obviously. I feel like I got sucked back into Monster Hunter for a while. Hey, Melissa, welcome in. Um, I got sucked back into Monster Hunter for a while, um, and then now I'm back on the Pokemon grind, getting there. Um, I've also been playing Gun Raiders on the Quest. 
2, so Oculus VR, Gun Raiders yep. is super fun. They keep releasing little updates and balance patches and tweaks, so I've been having fun with that. Um, a little Monster Hunter here and there, obviously, always. Um, and I've been enjoying a demo for a game that we're going to talk about. Oh, That's okay. very fun. It's very fun. We'll talk about it. Anyway, what are you drinking? Today. What? Oh, is that orange soda? Yeah. Who loves orange soda? I do, I do, I do. Corporal loves orange soda. I got my big old tank of water. As always, I can't I can't have anything else but water and coffee on a Monday. Truthfully, starting tomorrow, I'm going to try to cut most of my soda intake out of my life because soda's gross. Soda's soda. If you look at how much sugar is in soda, it is crazy. There is more. There is more. Like you could have like like a like a large piece of cake, and it would be significantly less sugar. So there is. 43 grams of sugar and then there is an additional 85% added sugar in something else so it's 85% of your your body's daily Dom what's up thank you for liking the stream Um, 80% of your recommended intake of sugar in in liquid form that you're just goozling um yeah, soda. I don't like soda. And it's I never like soda because I don't like carbonation and I don't like things that are too sweet. Oh, see, I love LaCroix. I could drink LaCroix religiously. Yeah. Anybody who's seen my mini fridge, well, my regular fridge out in the garage, my secondary fridge, it's just wall. It's LaCroix fridge. It's okay. actually just a LaCroix. I've seen the pictures. I've seen documentation. <laughs> and it's just literally LaCroix. Like, how are we not sponsored by LaCroix at this point? Or are we? And you just didn't, you didn't tell me. <laughs> I'm glad you got Elden. Oh yes, Tom said. I'm glad you got Elden Ring on the graphic. I was gonna ask what your thoughts. Don't answer now. If you plan to talk about it. Oh, we plan to talk about oh, it. We will. What do you call? <laughs> what do you call poor Santa Claus? The SS Nicholas. That's nice, Brian. Thank you for dropping to humor and like into streams. Um. Yeah, let's just jump into it. So, the big news this week. Happy belated Pokemon Day. I have no Pokemon. Yo, Amanda, what's up? Welcome in. Thanks for liking the stream. Um, the big news, obviously, is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Gen 9 announced. The biggest news that has came out that came out like yesterday <laughs> uh was it yesterday yeah yesterday was sunday i feel like it's been so long since yesterday i know right it's long monday um yes so pokemon scarlet and violet are confirmed and they didn't <laughs> jeremy geez as soon as i see chat i see elden ring already being discussed we haven't talked about elden ring yet tom was just asking if we were going to and we're we getting are. to it don't we worry are. we will we have to at least mention it considering how big of a thing it's turned oh yeah um but so they didn't explicitly say in the trailer for the new pokemon that it was going to be open world but in a tweet after the pokemon day direct they explicitly said i think i have the tweet saved on my phone still they explicitly said 
it's going to be an open world. Uh, what do they say? Okay. Welcome to the open world of Pokemon. Embark on an open world adventure into Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet arriving on Nintendo Switch late 2022. There it is from Nintendo. My phone is, is not we, cooperating, but... Do we believe them, though, is the question? Or is it going to be like in the last games? No, where... it's going to be Arceus. It's going to be the Arceus. It's going to be like Arceus. It has to be. Because they didn't I say mean, they didn't say Sword and Shield was open world. They said Arceus was open world. And so that's like the standard. Okay. Okay. It's gotta we'll, be. We'll go with it. I'm really hoping that Arceus was like the test of the open world. And then because Arceus doesn't have a lot of things such as PvP such as, like, a trainer, like, gym become the best type of thing. Arceus is its own special, wonderful thing, and we love it. But I think they're going to take the mechanics and all the experimental stuff from Arceus and put it into a mainland game, and that is going to be glorious. Glorious. Um, I'm very surprised it's coming out so soon, though. Yes, I was not expecting any new game to come out this year. No, I was expecting it to be like, like just Arceus DLC or like a paid DLC thing. Um, so I said this on my Sunday stream, and I'm going to say this here. I believe Nintendo did not believe in Arceus. I think that Nintendo thought that Arceus was not going to do as well. I think, A, they didn't promote it well enough, they didn't talk about it, they didn't hype it up well enough, and the fact that they're swinging with this to also throw out another gen game this year, to me, says that they didn't believe in Arceus and thought that it was going to be mediocre, approved by the fans and that they were going to double down on Pokemon by releasing a second game this year. And they were surprised, humbly happy, that Arceus did as well as it did, and was received as well as it did. But in many ways, Arceus is a tech demo that they were like, we'll put this out there, they'll kind of like it, we know it's not spectacular, but hopefully they'll like the fact that we're also going to bring a second Pokemon game out this year. And the fact that they continued with their news cycle the way they had planned, I think almost confirms that idea. I completely agree with that because you're right. They didn't, compared to the amount of marketing that's normally behind Pokemon games, yes. uh, it was, yeah, Arceus. I think Arceus, they wanted to release it. If it does great, great, then we know the open world thing works. If it doesn't, we can just write it off as, oh, this is a one-off game. You know, this was to test some stuff. Um, but, yeah, did you... Uh, clips looked like they were from Arceus. Yeah, I agree, except the textures didn't look like potatoes. Um, yeah. Have I tried the new Arceus update? I guess I technically... I'm not all the way through the story yet, so I'm not. I'm not, like to the end game stuff that's like I have noticed that there's been more mass outbreaks since the update 
Um, but I have not gotten to any of the actual like update stuff. I haven't seen any of the new battles or new challenges or new endgame stuff. I'm trying to not read too deeply into it because I haven't completed the game yet and I don't want to get it. I don't want it to be spoiled. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think they... I think everyone was surprised by how good Arceus was. Because the, de the demos and the trailers, I remember being like, this is, this is going to be the game that they push that's going to have bad enough performance that it's really going to cause some trouble. Um, Brian and in chat, what country's capital is growing the fastest? Ireland. Every day, it's Dublin. <laughs> Every day, it's Dublin. Mountains aren't just funny. They're hill areas. <laughs> Um, also revealed with the new Pokemon is, of course, the starters. The three new starters. Um, Sprigatito, Fuecoco, and Quaxley. So, normally we do side quests at the end of our, our episode, but surprise! I'm pulling side quests up. I want to know, of these three new starters that were announced... Sprigioto being the green cat, the leaf green cat, Precricio being the fiery alligator, and Quaxley being the water duck. I want to just pull this up so I can So you know, put put this is this is a this is a communal side quest. Put who you are going with as of right now, if the game was out today, which which starter would you go with? Put it into chat. Put it into chat. Um, I already know which one I'm going to go with. Although I kind, I'm a little bit conflicted, but I'm pretty set. Hold on, I want to pull up. Pokey. Are you trying to pull up the the three starters? The description video or picture that they released with it. They released a picture that explained the personalities of all three. Oh, did they? Yes. Oh, um, I didn't read that. Or okay, maybe I is. did. The capricious, capricious, whatever, attention-seeking grass cat type Pokemon. There is the Fercricio, which is the laid-back fire croc Pokemon that does things on its own pace. Or the earnest and tidy duckling Pokemon. So the duckling is water, the crocodile is fire, and the cat is grass. Aww. So the cat is capricious, attention-seeking. The fire crocodile is laid back and does things at his own pace. And the water duck is earnest and tidy. So they have personalities. Mm. That's interesting. Which... I don't ever remember them giving such very specific right? details about... Pokemon's attitude. Well, now I'm now I'm even a little more conflicted, but I'm still probably. I mean, still probably settled. I'm still going to say that, like, I'm traditionally a fire guy. That's I'm a fire, fire team from start to finish. My background is being a firefighter prior. Like that's kind of like my thing anyway. I like things that burn. I like fire Pokemon. Charmander is like. <laughs> some of my favorite Pokemon, period. So, and the fact that he is laid back and does things at his own pace, I mean, it's me. It, it's me. I, I'm I'm the fiery crocodile. Tom's, so. Tom's with you. He said fire. Jeremy said, what is a Stormtrooper's favorite store? Hmm, I don't know. Don't and know. Brian says, Quaxley, he really fits the bill for a good starter. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, the one next to Target. I appreciate that. Um, That's good. I That's good. am going to opt for uh, Sprigatito. The attention-seeking cat? Weed cat. That's... He's weed cat. That's, That's what he is. He's weed cat. <laughs> What he looks like. That's the joke. That's no. all. That's the. All, there's so many memes. Look it's, it up. Look it up. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doubting you. Look at his I just face. See it. How do you know it's a he? He. It looks very she-like. It. She. Whatever. It's a Pokemon. Why are you trying to assume its gender, bro? Wait a minute, Weed Cat. Yeah, Brian. Have you not? Have you not <laughs> seen this? Hold on. It's not going to run. Hold on. We have the technology. I typed in the name and it corrected it to spaghetti on Google. <laughs> spaghetti. Let's try it. Pokemon Sprigatito. There we go. Sprigatito. Yeah. Just pull up the... Uh... Can I send you this image? I'll send you this image. This... Okay. You can just put this image on stream. The cat should be the chilled one who takes things at his own pace. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so this is... Hold on. Can I can I drop it right in? No, of course not. Of course not. Copy and... I sent you, I sent you an image in the, in the Nintendad's chat. Uh, I cannot open that. Because what if I open it, it's gonna... It's your... Our, our video is gonna disappear. Oh. Um... Well, that's not fun. No. You, you guys can... You guys know. Hold on, I can I can save it. Actually, that's not working either. Th my computer can is very limited in what. Yes, I want to answer to Weed Cat. That one is high on my list. Brian, you are too good. You are too good with these on the fly, and I'm mad that I'm not thinking of them. Anyway, so yes, the grass cat is what I'm going for. Uh, Corporal, I th I really thought you were going to be in it for Quaxley. Because it's a duck. Because it's a duck. I mean, sure. But... That I thought that was going to be it. I'm like, he normally goes for the fire one, but he's definitely going for the duck. Quaxley. That's you. Putting... You are a duck. Also, I have to say that uh, Fue Coco looks exactly like the, uh, the guy from uh, Bust a Move slash Bubble Bobble. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Our chat. Chat is devolving. I Only can't... if you feed him catnip, sometimes you just got to be blunt. <laughs> um, make the post and share the image in our group thing while I'm on the... I don't exactly. Know, exactly. Facebook. Anyway, you guys, you guys know. Everybody knows. Everybody in chat knows what they look like. So, the grass cat and the fire Pokemon actually have a very close relationship. They work together. I'm done. I'm out. Um, so, this is this is less on the nose, um, but the new... So, every Pokemon game that they come out with is loosely based on a geographical area. So, like, the Alolan region was, like, very clearly Hawaii, right? Hawaii or islands. Um, they've done... Different different places in the past, but the new one is going to be the region is going to be inspired by Spain. And if you watch the trailer, there's a lot of Spanish architecture. Uh, the town and the world looks very Spain inspired. 
Um, Spain is the most biodiverse uh, place in Europe, so they have the only true high desert. They have lots of beach and coastal areas, so I think this will be interesting. And also, Sprigatito Fuecoco, it's very, like, Spanish-sounding. So I'm curious. I'm excited for it, uh, especially because it's going to be open world following Arceus. Um, and it's supposed to be here in late 2022, so we'll just call that holiday, right? It's going to be a holiday release. Yeah. Based, on, based on how Arceus did, I think they're going to crush it. Like, that, it's going to be such a crazy big holiday seller. You think? Yeah, and I'm, I'm just so surprised that that's how they announced it. Like, just the timing and the fact that it was, like, a one more thing. Jessica, thank you for liking the stream. The fact that it was, like, a one more thing at the end of a Pokemon Direct instead of, like, the first thing in a main Pokemon Direct, it just felt I was very caught off guard. And maybe that was the point. Um, maybe that was the point. I mean, so, yeah, probably. So, I'm excited about it. We are going to get it. We are going to play it. We are going to stream it. It's gonna be it's gonna be snazzy. Um, so that was the first sweet item. All pretty much all good things about that. The second item is bad news bears. <laughs> Seeing you play Arceus made me want to get it, and I am not a Pokemon fan. Really? See, I I I moderately enjoyed Sword and Shield. Corporal loved Sword and Shield. I, I don't want to say I love Sword It was. Because, it's like your most played game on the Switch. I mean, that's true. But that's also because <laughs> I put stupid amounts of hours into collecting everything I possibly could. Well, you, you liked Sword and Shield better than I did. Yes. I think that's, that's safe to say. Um, but yeah, RCS. The, Nintendo needs to give us like referral codes so that we can like, right? be like look, look how many people got it because we streamed it. Um, so, what are you trying to figure out? I see your brain. I'm trying to remove the the picture. Or area photos. Here we go. I'm adding the post, the picture that I uh, desktop. Corporal's not a master of multitasking. Not at all. Safe. Um. Legit, I bought it because of you, mofos. <laughs> Dom, yes. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna end up buying a drop mix because of you, so we'll call that even. We still need to play Monster Hunter. Let's get it. Um, okay. So, do you know? So, Evo, just to this is this requires some back. I'm going to allow Presto to talk exclusively about this Evo subject. He's the one who has the most information about it. I will front load you all by saying it revolves around Super Smash, and therefore I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> so Evo, Evo is the fighting game championship deal. It's like the most illustrious, you know, most important fighting fighting game thing. Um, Smash has always been an integral part of it since they brought it into the rotation in two thousand seven. Nintendo put up a bit of a fuss of it being a part of Evo, and it, it has been since then. So over the last 10 years, Smash, I think every year, has been a part of Evo. And it's been a, it's been a popular game. It's got a lot of high viewership, Melee, and then whatever the new game is. So, 
Evo announced via tweet, specifically saying, hey, we're about to reveal this game's lineup because they don't feature every game every year. They kind of rotate things to incorporate new games. And they Uh, said... Sorry, I was slightly distracted. The Pokemon, three starter Pokemon that I just described, including their personalities, their height, their weight, their ability, and their type is all on our Facebook page. I put the picture up. So Yay! Sorry, go ahead. Um, so, Evo tweeted, Smash is not going to be at Evo this year, and Nintendo has decided... Let, I'm going to read the tweet, because I don't want to get this wrong. Um, but basically saying that at the decision of Nintendo... Smash will not be a part of Evo this year. Um, let's see. I want to read exactly what they say. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, in, we're looking forward to seeing everybody in Las Vegas. We want to let you know in advance that Super Smash Brothers will not be making a return appearance. Since 2007, we've seen historic Super Smash Brothers moments created at Evo's events. We are saddened that Nintendo has chosen not to continue that legacy with us this year. In the future, we hope again to once again celebrate Super Smash Bros. community alongside them. So this was Nintendo's call, and I think there's two big reasons why this is the case. Three big reasons. The first reason is that Nintendo hates the Smash community, which is not really a secret. Hashtag free melee. Um, uh, I think A... They ain't got any more. They ain't got any more shit to sell. DLC for Smash Ultimate is done. There's no more characters. There's no more news. It is what it is. So I think, in true Nintendo fashion, if there's nothing, if there's no short-term gains to be made by them being a part of a community event, they're not going to be. Um, but the other potentially bigger reason is that Sony now owns Evo. Sony bought Evo. So Evo is now a Sony event. Um, and Nintendo... I watched, a, I watched a video by Maximilian Dude, and his, he thinks Nintendo's attitude is very much like, why are we going to give you the ability to use our game, our characters, our intellectual property to promote your event that's owned by a competitor, basically? Um... Sure. I, I think it's also because they don't have any more stuff to sell. If there was a new DLC pack, if there was a new Smash, you bet that Smash would be a part of it. But it's not. So, um, And them announcing that Smash isn't going to be an Evo was like 12 hours before the Pokemon announcement. And some people even said, oh, Nintendo did something really crappy to the competitive Smash community. Like, you know something's getting announced because they always cover up bad news with good news. Yep. So, no no Smash at Evo, Evo, Evo at the direction of Jessica, Nintendo. Jesse, thank you for noticing my beautiful haircut. I did. I, I got it done on Saturday. Oh, God. Did you just refer to your hair getting done? You got your hair done? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was an experience. I happened to go into... I was take Jacob, uh, Little Red, to a birthday party. And while he was at the birthday party, I went and got my hair cut. And the only place I could find in the entire town was a very, very, like, deep Spanish hair salon. And, nice. Like, I could not understand half of what anybody was saying. The music was pumping so loud, I could feel it in my chest. None of the music was yes. in English. Everybody had, like, gold chains and big, thick glasses, glasses, and two of the guys had giant mullets, and, like, other guys were covered in tattoos. <laughs> like, it was... It was an experience. That's amazing. And no lie, to cut my hair, it took them 47 minutes. What? Wow. I mean, it from looks good. Moment, from the moment I sat at the chair, I sent Liz a text, Lady Sage, and I was like, okay, we're starting. I gotta go. And then when I got done, I sent her another message saying, all right, I finally left. Little Red's like, the party's <laughs> been over for an hour, Daddy. Where have you been? <laughs> took them forever to cut my hair but hey it looks good so whatever yeah so no smash it evo what are your thoughts i personally think the entire evo thing is going downhill personally i think yeah. there's been a whole lot of controversy around most of what happens at that event whether it's game related or the individual players related or the event itself being orchestrated or championship funds or what have you i think it's a dying a dying stage i am not surprised by nintendo's stance i'm even more not surprised because it has to do with playstation like you yeah. could remove PlayStation from the equation, I wouldn't have been surprised. It's it's Nintendo. Yeah. They they keep their their properties very close to the chest. So this doesn't surprise me. Um I'm quite frankly have very little to say beyond that. I think that Super Smash, particularly Super Smash Ultimate, should have done better if they wanted their game to be placed on that high of a platform for championship fighting games and the fact that they didn't and I'm more or less referring to their netcode problems I think the fact that they didn't that game as a championship thing should be held separately from all things differently because of that being a problem and therefore it splinters itself as not being on par quality with fighting games that are in that genre today yeah well I think Evo Evo is going to be in person this year Last oh. that they did Evo online and well, Nintendo was like no 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 you can't do it online no you're not gonna embarrass us like that. Um, the other so, piece this other the other piece of the puzzle you just reminded me of talking about like championship series is they have partnered with Panda Global to do a official the first officially licensed um, Nintendo Super Smash Brothers. Uh, what is the, how did they describe it? It's a short, short series or a short circuit. Not short circuit, that's a movie and a term for electronics. But a short series, so it's going to be like maybe half a dozen big events that are tournaments. So them doing something with Panda also might 
you know, that also might be a reason why they're not doing Evo. I think that Super Smash franchise has reached the best it can do as far as content, but I feel like... Ooh, I hope not. I think that they haven't... I, 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 I think that they're not. just... I think that they're just done. Here. Yeah, and quite frankly, they need to do better for their online platform, particularly for that game, if they want to be able to compete with most of the newer games that are coming out. Yeah. I think the franchise is at, it's at its pinnacle. Yeah. I as sad as it makes me to say that, I do very much agree. I mean, I've I'm not really a part of the scene anymore. I have no interest in doing tournaments and stuff like that. Partially because things that have happened in the community, partially mainly because the direction that Ultimate took with balancing and and the lack of online support and then just Nintendo's absolutely like relentless determination to do really mean things to the community. I'm I'm biting my tongue so hard to not say a lot of curses, but yeah, Nintendo shame on you for yanking the carpet out underneath the competitive community. Again, the second that it doesn't serve you and your ability to profit off of them. So, um okay back to sweet well this next one's kind of sweet and sour yeah so the uh this was uh last weekend they uh nintendo offered the nintendo switch sports demo so this is the new uh this is the new motion control sort of sequel to wii sports uh, Corporal tried to stream it, and I was, like, getting ready. I was in the chat, only to realize that it was, like, only for, like, an hour or two a day at very it specific a, weird it, times. Don't, don't, do not, do not even give them that type of grace. I'm almost ashamed that you patted them on the back the way you just did. I, I am going to pull up my post from that day because I am salty about it. Are you ready? It is exactly 45 minutes. It was 45 minutes for the first day? Only um, on Friday, February 18th, it was a solo stream that I was going to do and you weren't available because you were out of town and it was only available at 10 p.m. to 10.45 p.m. Oh, why? Californians, bite Californians. Bite me, Nintendo. West Coast. And then they did have... You did get to try it at another time, though, right? No? I tried again. Now, Friday night, my stream ended, because we did Pokemon instead, because things went the way they went. And uh, Saturday, I was horrifically sick. And oh, could not get out right, of bed. Right. I attempted to, like, through me hugging the porcelain toilet and praying to the water gods that I was going to get through this. I tried to turn the switch on and get on, but the servers were filled, so I couldn't actually get in. And then the next opportunity, when I finally did feel good, was on Sunday, but it was only available at 3 in the morning Pacific time. So that's three hours forward. What? It was 6 in the morning. What? 
six in the morning <laughs> Sunday. I've got the, I've got the timestamps right here. For Why? At six in the morning on Sunday to six forty-five in the morning on Sunday. It was Why would again, they do that? Only available for forty-five minutes on Sunday. Maybe now, they intentionally put it at weird times to like alleviate the stress on the servers. I'm sorry. Maybe, <laughs> and maybe they also did it that way so that like people in different time zones throughout the world could gain access to it. But like three in the morning West Coast time is not a good time for anybody. I don't. I don't, think. I don't know. So, I, I guess know. I had a slightly you better tried experience. It. So on Saturday, the day that I couldn't get on, there were three time slots that were available for people to so try. I got in. Oh. I got in that Friday night. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes. So you got in late then at that ten o'clock yes. window. So, so I my booted it up. Was going to bed by that point. I booted it up and I did my thing and I was like, and I looked and it was like, I think it was bowling, uh, badminton, maybe it was a bunch of different things, but you could not choose the one you wanted to play. You could only choose random and you couldn't okay. play with friends either. You could only play with random people online, a random sport. And I saw, and I saw they had the sword fighting, and the sword fighting is called Chambara, and okay. I saw it, and I was like, oh, "That's the only one I care about. That's the only one I want to play. I I just want to try Chambara. I go to random, disconnected. Go to random, can't connect to server. Go to random, opponent disconnected. Go to random, cannot find a session. And like probably like the tenth time, I'm starting to get ready to be like." I'm, I'm getting ready to call it quits. And then I get in. And what do I get? Chambara. So I get in. And it takes me through the little basic tutorial. So essentially, it's it's sword fighting. You're sword fighting an opponent with motion controls. And there are... You basically have to block perpendicular to how your opponent is striking. So if your opponent is striking at you going up and down you have to block horizontal. If your opponent is striking diagonally from the right, you have to block the the perpendicular way. Like, kind of, you just have to basically exactly counteract. In other words, it was very much like Ninjala. Not really, like, a little, but n no. I mean, I see what you're saying, like, aesthetics of, like, that is sort of like Ninjala? Because Ninjala, if if I'm remembering the game correctly, it was very much a rock, paper, scissors output style. Yes, but this is with motion controls in real time. It's not like yeah. block right, was... block left. It was, this is like, you're, you have the controller and you see your opponent go to the right and then you have to go to the right. Like, it's not like a, you make a decision, I make a decision, we see how it plays out. It's like real time combat. Okay. So if you're blocking with your sword like this, right? Make sure this is shut so I don't pour water all over myself. If you're blocking like this, if you're blocking like this, and I strike at you like this, going parallel with your sword, I will hit you, and you will get knocked back. If you attack me, and I block correctly, you get stunned. So you can't just attack, attack, attack. You attack and you get blocked, your character gets dazed, and your opponent gets some free hits in. If you attack going parallel 
with where they're blocking, you can get a hit in. So it's very interesting. On top of that, you get to choose one of three swords. You have the basic sword, you have a charge sword, and you have dual blades that you do with two controllers. And Why I was like, you just always do dual blades because then you have the ability to strike. Because they're strike. weak, they're weaker strikes. Uh, so you're on, you're on, you and your opponent are on a big round platform, and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many times you hit or get hit. Every time you get hit, you get pushed back. Every time you get hit, you get pushed back, pushed back, and then you have to push your opponent out of the ring, out of the circle, and then okay. you fall and you fall into like a pool of water. So the charge blade charges every time you block an attack, it gains power. And then I think after like three blocks, you can like unleash it and it like does a big hit. I played with the regular sword. I won and it was very fun. And I was like, this is awesome. And I only got to play the one round because then the servers were completely Tostitos. Okay. Um, I will say I'm about to, I'm about to violate the rules because after this i said oh and i got my victory and i recorded it and then i went to go share it to twitter and it said oh this game something to the extent of you can't share pictures or video from this title at this time so that was another thing while on my friday night stream i had the stream up and running of me playing the game. I it, I got streamed of me logging in, of me creating my character, which was really just choosing one of the random characters you could choose from, and typing in my name. And that was it. And then I was trying to figure out how to play, and I couldn't. I went to the website trying to figure out what was wrong, and in the process of going through all that is when I learned that not only are there time restrictions on there, but it literally says there is you're not allowed to share or talk about on any social media platform your experience with this particular tech demo. Ruh and I'm like, I'm streaming this right now. And I'm like, <laughs> as you're reading it, <laughs> uh, on, yeah, I'm reading it on stream out loud. And I'm like, uh... so I immediately go to the the facebook's page nintendad's dashboard hit edit stream change the game change the title change the description and then switch games <laughs> so that's that's bullshit <laughs> you can't you can't have a demo in 2022 for your game and be like you can play it for these 45 minutes but you can't talk about it Nintendo. 45 minutes at 10 p.m. or at 6 a.m. It's a secret nobody should know about. Like, come on, Nintendo. And the like, fact that the servers were completely non-functional on fire. And I think they knew that maybe this was premature and that's why, like, you can't talk about it because we don't want all these people shit-talking our, our online service. Um, but that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's our job as a Nintendads. To report to you Truth. the good, bad, and the ugly. And this test demo was ugly, except for when I got that win. That was pretty fun. This, so the other thing that like irked me about this was that that particular day, I like I had this was before my haircut. I had taken all of my hair, I gelled it up, I moosed it, I gave myself this big gigantic like mohawk, 
and I put on like a sports jersey shirt and like I went up to my room here to do my stream like thinking I'm all cool and here I am reading that I'm not allowed to be doing any of this so like oh. and I'm looking I I just scrolled through our Facebook page's history I can see it shows the Nintendo Switch sports online playtest uh -oh. and like I still think that maybe I should delete this particular should I should I show my replay of my Chumbara match or are we going to get in trouble I I don't know I have no idea What do you think should I do it it's right there. Uh-oh. Should I do it? <laughs> Chat, what do you think? Do you guys want to see it? Does anybody care? Are we going to get Nintendo ninja Are we going to jail? I'll wait. If, if one person in chat wants to see it, I will show it. Otherwise, I'm going to stay out of prison. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The one... The, the two minutes of gameplay that I got were pretty fun. But... If the servers are going to be a preschool project... And they're going to continue to suppress people's ability to discuss it. I'm not going to get it on principle. Yeah. Like, it's not that fun. There's other good games coming out. I don't need that. There's BS. a lot of good games that are on our list. And I feel like at some point, one of our episodes side quests should be, let's list the games that are coming that we're excited. Oh, God. About. I'm going to need to make a calendar or a timeline of like now through the holiday, because now it's getting now I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable with the yeah. amount of games that are coming out, because Sunbreak and Splatoon 3 are coming out in the summer. I already have talked at length about my feelings about my two most anticipated games of this year coming out in the same yep. quarter. Um, now we have Pokemon coming out in the fall. So best case scenario, Sunbreak comes out early summer. Splatoon 3 comes out late summer. But now that's even extra screwed up because then, well, I guess I guess they said late uh 2022 so that's holiday season so that's winter technically i don't know it's gonna be jammed it's gonna be real jammed um anyway moving on something sweet the capcom fighting collection is coming to the switch which is cool that's about all i have to say about that it's cool but you know it's got the word fighting in it so I have yeah. a lot more to say, but I'll keep it brief. <laughs> so this is this is like a lot of Capcom fighting games that I've never heard of. Darksiders, um, a bunch of weird like things where you can play like as animals, as robots. Looks pretty fun. Um, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting Edition, I think. Um, so it's basically just a collection. I think it's like eight Capcom fighting games that previously haven't been released i think outside of like arcades um but they're gonna have rollback netcode yes street fighter 2 with rollback netcode is already pretty cool if the if the if the 30th anniversary corporal so bored if the 30th anniversary street fighter 30th anniversary collection with third strike and stuff had rollback netcode i would be playing that all the time but it doesn't, so I don't. Um, so I don't. Uh, but that's so that's exciting. Related to that is Street Fighter Six was announced. Did you watch this trailer? No. It's just Ryu, and he's like really wide. He's like the whole frame. He's wider than a man ought to be. He's like <laughs> his shoulders are like his shoulders are like this far apart. Like, straight up just, like, but then his head is, like, a normal size. 
It's weird. Oh, gosh. It looks like they stretched the aspect ratio, and they shouldn't have. Um, they also showed the newer, or the last character that was released in Street Fighter V, Fighting Ryu, with different art styles, so you might be able to choose your groove, meaning you might be able to choose when you're playing if you want Street Fighter V mechanics, so like V-Trigger, uh, Street Fighter, like, Third Strike, Parry System, Street Fighter Four mechanics, like, you might have some weird option. There's something there. The, the, the trailer was intentional enough it's super vague but it was intentional enough in the art decisions that they made for like a 30 second trailer that it has some sort of message in there that there's going to be different styles that you can play as and i'm really hoping that they learned from street fighter 5 about all their mistakes about watering things down about shitty netcode about delay like i i still have faith in in street fighter and capcom um, to to pull six out and make it good. I mean, if they're releasing okay. if they're releasing a random bunch of arcade games in a fighting game collection with rollback netcode, Street Fighter Six will have rollback netcode. I will bet money that it has rollback netcode. You want to bet? You want to play some bets? Want to bet some money? What's up? No. some money. Um, five, five, five cents. Five cents. I'm going to do to you what Lady Sage did to Little Red and Lubug. And if you do a chore, I'll give you a dollar value. And most of your chores are worth a penny. Let's go. Okay, five cents. I'll do five cents. With compounding interest. So by the time Street Fighter comes out, it'll be like $30,000. Compounding interest. Um, you announced this one because I've just been gushing about fighting game stuff. You mean the last bit of Nintendo news? That's the one? Nintendo acquiring systems research development, the RSD uh, company? Riveting. Yes. Truthfully, I don't know what this means. It's, so it's a, it's like an independent developer shop that has helped them code multiple games. So in game development, they'll bring in outside studios, freelancers, different resources to help finish a game. Um, and systems research and development worked on Mario Brothers. There's no like definitive thing because it's more of a behind the scenes thing. But right. they worked on almost every Zelda game, which is very interesting. Um, so there actually might be hope of Breath of the Wild coming out too before we die. Uh, they worked on Ring Fit Adventure. They helped with New Horizons. So I don't think this means anything other than Nintendo's like, oh, it's acquisition season. You guys are buying up all these developers. We're going to buy this person who we've been working with for the last, like, 35 years that we probably should have bought 25 years ago. Okay. So they bought them. I'm really not sure why. I mean, this maybe this means a new Animal Crossing. Maybe it, I, I don't know. It, if you want to really read into it, it could mean that the games that they have played a pivotal part in developing means that we're going to get more of those games. So more Animal Crossing, more Zelda. I mean, they have to be making another Animal Crossing. New Horizons like blew the lid off the planet Earth. 
And yeah, I think sure. I think they're working on a new Zelda. I'm really not sure at this point. <laughs> I can't say for sure. Considering we haven't heard a damn thing. No. So it's weird because we really haven't heard anything about Splatoon 3 either, but like we've almost heard the same Equally. amount about both games, which is ridiculous. Sad. Like no matter how you look at it, it's just like what the hell? All right. Outside of the world of Nintendo, Elden Ring reigns supreme. All other games have been shut down in favor of Elden Ring hype. So I have to ask. Ask it. And this has been debated since the moment this IGN gave this 10 out of 10 score. All the 10s. Elden Ring sits yeah, at 10 so out of 10 intense. as a game amongst some of the absolute greats of all time. And they got 10 out of 10 from, like, a lot of outlets. Yeah. So, I have to... I haven't played the game, but, like, chat, Jeremy, and and Brian... Tom. Tom. Tom, Tom and like, Tom. Like, tell us now... If you play Elden Ring, if it's a uh, a game that you're interested in, whether or not you think it deserves that 10 out of 10 rating, like what more thoughts do you have on this? Because I I don't know if it really does deserve it. Maybe it deserves it. It I... sounds, from what I've heard, it sounds like it does. It sounds like it does. But here's the here's the catch, right? Because if we were talking about any other game. And it was like universally praised 10 out of 10. And it's an open world game. And it's an RPG. Yeah. I would already be eyeballs deep into it. However, this is a game made by From Software, who makes Dark Souls. That's what they do, is they make Dark Souls and Souls-like games. Meaning uh, Bloodborne... Sikoro, and then all the Dark Souls series. And right. Souls-like is just kind of this term that they've come to where it's known for sort of two or three very distinct traits. One, that it's grossly, unforgivingly, blisteringly, blatantly, hardcore, sandpaper, toilet paper hard. Like, just... Some of the hardest games out there. Um, but okay. they're fair and they are very much reliant on your ability to master the combat. And the combat is like a crazy, more serious version of Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter took inspiration for its combat from Dark Souls in that okay. when you hit swing when you hit attack you attack and you are locked into that animation and there's no canceling that animation you've made the decision to attack now i hope you chose the right time because if you didn't you are going to get punched in the mouth and okay potentially die um very tight windows for rolling out of the way some of the most complex unpredictable boss fights and basically the entire series revolves around you getting your head stomped in until you've learned the bosses or the enemies and being yeah. able to nearly perfectly execute your attack or strategy to win. 
And Elden okay. Ring is the open world version of Dark Souls. So, okay. So that's that's it. So it's hard. Uh, I don't know if you can just say it's hard. That's, I think that's underselling it. Okay. I mean, that's that's what I've gotten from it is that it's brutal. It's difficult. It's challenging. It's it's challenging, game. but it's open world. So they're saying that it's more accessible and beginner friendly because in Dark Souls, you go and there's the first enemy. And that first enemy, if you've never played Dark Souls before, that first enemy is going to kill you 10 times. And okay. at time number seven, some people are going to go, screw this game, I give up. In Elden Ring, it's open world. That first enemy kicks your ass, you go in another direction. And eventually, like, you're going to have to learn to fight and, like, do stuff and beat bosses to progress. But it's more accessible in that you're not in a hallway and you have to fight this one guy to continue. And that's the only thing you can do. You can go die over here. You can go die over there. You can die so many times over there. Um, so that in the game is drop-dead gorgeous. The open-world map is yeah. super densely packed with content. Uh, Brian said... I just can't with Elden Ring. I've watched it. It's gorgeous, but I can't buy in. Oh, you can't buy it. I okay. I am very... I'm on the fence. I'm considering getting it, but I understand that this is a long, long, difficult game that's going to take serious time and commitment to learn and play, especially because I've never played a Souls game before. So... Okay. I'm curious, and I would love to play it casually, but it's a game that you almost can't play casually because you're not going to make any headway. Like, this isn't a game... Like, Monster Hunter, I could play. I could put it down for a week. I can come back to it. I can sort of pick it back up. Elden Ring is like... You have to you have to play it for a couple hours just to, like, get the nuances of combat. And then if you stop playing, I'm assuming that, that you, you're going to have to sort of do a relearning, reacclimation phase. Um, I... I'm not the first person to say this. This was on a TikTok, and I'm sure it was on an Instagram post before that, and I'm sure somewhere throughout history somebody else has said this, but I strongly believe that every video game should have a parent mode or, like, a dad mode or mom mode or, like, whatever or a vacation mode or what have you that when you log back in it's like you haven't logged in in x amount of days let's recap so yes, this is the story yes. so far up to this point these are the controls that you've learned you need to make sure you're going to go to this okay now you can go and like maybe it gives you a little bit more than just that but like it should give you something yeah a resume you haven't yeah i've heard i've heard that before i think we've talked about that before i love about the witcher series is that the Witcher series, as you progress through the Witcher series, there are small cutscenes. There are small cutscenes that, like, give you information about where in the story in the world that you are. When you turn on Witcher again the, from the last time, you can just sit there and let the world load. And at some point, it'll be like, okay, do you want to skip from this point or not? But while it loads, all of those cutscenes are playing as a part of the load screen. Oh, that's so cool. So you can relearn what that backstory was that you have progressed through based off of those tiny little cutscenes 
that you have already witnessed so you can get yourself reacclimated with the story or if you've allowed the game to load enough and you remember you can just hit the button and then skip to the actual gameplay so like at the very least I think a game should do that. Yeah. Brian said, dad mode, monsters taunt you with dad jokes after you die. <laughs> so I, I like, I like, I'm finding in my, in my, in my ripe old age, the older I get, the more I, uh, the more I appreciate like traditional RPG elements and the character building and leveling up in Elden Ring is very much like bare bones D and D style. You have intelligence, dexterity, strength. They all affect your character in the ways that you would expect. And when you level up, you choose a class and you get base stats starting in one direction or the other. But as you level up, you get to manually assign points. And and then you find scrolls and weapons. And you can only use certain scrolls to learn spells or certain types of weapons if you have stats that match that. So it's not like you learn new abilities you level up your character based on what kind of role you want to play, and then you scavenge and find things in the world that you can use based on how you've built your character. That is very interesting to me. And the combat, I've, I wish there was a demo, because I feel like when I first started playing Monster Hunter, everybody's first interpretation of Monster Hunter is, oh, you really have to like commit to these hits and like swings, and like the combat kind of feels like, I don't know about it. But then once you learn it, it's like, yeah. oh, this is beautiful. This is like a dance. It feels so good to be able to know what I can do and have my options. And, like, it's so satisfying. And I feel like if I were to get into Elden Ring, I would probably have a similar experience with the okay. combat. Um, but it's just it's such a dense, deep, difficult game that's going to require a lot of time and effort and i don't know if i want to get sucked in i'm not through pokemon i'm still playing monster hunter uh and then a lot of games are going to come out soon that i'm gonna want to play i don't know if i get elden ring it's gonna be like this is the game that i'm gonna get to hold me off until sunbreak but then we have mario strikers coming out and then we have you know, I don't, I don't remember when Switch, but there's like a lot of games coming out and I don't want to dive into Elden Ring. I'm scared. I'm afraid it's going to suck me in. Either that or I'm going to play it and I'm just going to get really mad. I'm going to be like, this is stupid. I'm not a Dark Souls player. I, I, any game, like I love GTA. I love games with rich, deep, long stories that really draw you in. Breath of the Wild. The beautiful thing that separates Breath of the Wild and things like GTA is that, or and GTA, is that you can play those games and not play the story. You can just run around the world and just like explore and do things. Things like Halo, like they're very linear based stories and if you don't have enough time to sit there and go through them all, like coming back to them after a long like stint can be almost daunting. So, like, go back to my dad mode thing. Like, I wish I had something that would give you that backstory. But things like Dark Souls, where, like, it takes time, it takes effort to learn those nuances, as well as to learn that combat style. Like, if you're not practicing that and you come back to it, you're going to get killed easily, which will make coming back to that game frustrating. 
and I feel like that's going to be the reason why I wouldn't buy a game like that because it almost requires too much of my time. Yeah, and I think that's I'm sort of in the same boat. The good news is the story so you can definitely just go off and do your own thing like basically forever in Elden Ring. The story is extremely and this is like a a Dark Souls theme that I've heard about is that the story is very uh ambiguous. It's very cryptic. It's not clear what's going on. Like, you really have to put the pieces together yourself. So, like, there's not, like, it's not like there's a set story, and then if you walk away, you're like, I forget what I have, because you're really never going to have a great idea of what's going on to begin with. Yeah. And you don't have to do everything in order. Like, everyone who I've seen doing reviews about Elden Ring is like, oh, Elden Ring, you can skip a lot of the bosses. You can skip a lot of the dungeons. You can find your own way in and out of areas. If you can beat this enemy or figure out how to get around this obstacle, you can bypass this whole section. You're not going to learn about what happens in that part of the story, but you don't have to do it. Nothing is really like... I mean, there's certain things that I'm sure are mandatory, but like, there's a lot of the game you can just play it kind of on your own terms and how you want. Okay. Which is intriguing to me. It's interesting. Yeah. I want to try it. I don't... Because here's the thing. If it was like Elden Ring, free-to-play weekend, I would I would dive in. But... Yeah. And then I would sort of feel like, well, I can like it or I can not like it. But if I buy a game at full price, I am mentally committing myself to that. And I will take that game seriously and I will get frustrated if I can't make progress, and I will not want to put it down because I feel like I need to get my money's worth out of it. And we just go back to... Uh... And no, you can't rent it from your library because it's it's not that kind of game. What's the <laughs> what's the game that the Witcher company like screwed up? Oh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you 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 got tilt into cyberpunk and then felt super disappointed by it i mean i did enjoy cyberpunk i actually tried to go back and play some cyberpunk recently and it's very much the same thing i have no idea what's going on i don't remember the systems um but they did a big update to cyberpunk and i actually want to go back in and finish it at some point because it's it's i still think it's a really cool game they absolutely oversold it and underperformed and all that you know that's been beaten to death but, yeah. Uh, I want to try. I just want to try Elden Ring. That's it. I need to find somebody that I can visit that has it. That will just let me play the first, like, three hours. And then I can make a decision based off of that. Um, Cham is doing an Elden Ring stream right now. Yeah. With a death counter. <laughs> on his honest thing. And his star rewards are... For a thousand stars, you can make him dance, and he has to put down the controller and dance, and, like, if anybody does that at any point during any combat, he's absolutely dead. Like, dead as a doornail. So that's fun. That's a really good idea. Yeah. No, I Um, like that. Um, wrapping things up, uh, the Neon White demo is out. Yes. 
And this is a game that we've talked about a lot because of the... Um, it's been in, like, three Indie Directs, I think. Yes. And we've yeah, gotten no Directs. real news or, like, release window or anything. It so? Is, it's, it's so fun. It's really fun. You played the, the demo. I played the demo. We, I even think that we played... I streamed a little bit of it. Yeah. On Friday, at the, at the tail end of our stream. Um, so you can go back and watch that if you want to see some of the gameplay. Uh, but it's basically a, a parkour game where you have to get to the beginning and the end. And you have to kill all the enemies on the way. And it's like a first-person thing. So you have to, like, jump. But you also get cards. And the cards have weapons. So you get a handgun card. And you have eight bullets. And you can shoot the enemies. Or you can discard the card for a movement ability that's associated with that. So the handgun, you get a double jump. The rifle, you get a dash forward. The machine gun, you throw a little bomb and it will like propel you upwards. So you have to basically use your cards tactically for either combat or movement. And some of the levels are very like linear but other ones, they really encourage you to play them through multiple times and figure out shortcuts and figure out creative ways to kill the enemies and get there as soon as possible. Because the more, the faster speed. you get, yeah, the faster you get, it's a speed running game. The faster you yeah. get to the, the exit, the more points you get. Um, and then it's got Steve Bloom, the, the voice of Spike Spiegel and Cowboy Bebop, and Tom, the robot from Toonami, voices the main character. And I didn't know that. And I started playing really? and I was like, oh, it's Steve Bloom. Oh, I'm getting this game. <laughs> and yeah, so it's very well written. It's got sort of dating sim elements straight out of Hades. So I, I'll be honest with you. You just said something that I think goes to the, a core of a lot of gamers. You just were talking about how a specific voice actor is in a game and how you enjoy his style and you think it's interesting that he's there and that you were more likely to get the game now because you found out that he's in it. 100%. So there is a game that we have talked about before, and I'm referring to Destiny, where Peter Dinklage, the character from Game of Thrones, or the actor who plays in Game of Thrones, oh, the, you've the told short guy, yeah. how he voice acted one of the main parts of... Uh, um, Destiny's like companion character that's in the game and while a lot of people gave him flack for his acting role in that I enjoyed it I wasn't it was he playing an AI like, yeah it was a, like a little little robot over your shoulder that yeah. he talked to or he talks to you so like I enjoy the the character and his voice acting and it was good a lot of other people didn't in the next update to Destiny, they removed him completely with Nolan. Uh, I can't remember Nolan's actual real name. Um, who's a very famous video game voice actor. So I was deterred that they removed Peter Dinklage. Now, maybe my liking of Peter Dinklage is mainly because of Game of Thrones. You were like, like, he's not, it's not Tyrion Lannister as an AI? Screw this. Yeah. 
like and so in many ways i'd like to just point out that like a lot of people don't care for his role i did i was deterred from the game because they removed him i find it very interesting that a simple voice actor can have that big of an impact on the enjoyment or liking of a game or not yeah i never really thought about it would almost play into like dollar value like you think about voice act voice actors like yes you want a good voice actor in there you want somebody who's able to do it yeah but it's not a make or break correct but in some cases maybe it is it i was i was very pleasantly surprised so like i mean that's a thing i just i just want and even i weirdly find like because i generally care about gameplay like and that's it you know Gameplay, graphics. <laughs> we have talked and hinted at this particular topic enough. We'll like, do it eventually. Eventually. But like, Hades, a big part of why I enjoyed Hades was that was the first game I've played in a very long time where the voice acting, I was like, this is so good. Like, I do not, I will not skip any voice lines in Hades because <laughs> all of the voice acting is like, absolutely killer okay so when i started playing this it very much has a similar thing where you do your levels you do your run then you come back to the main hub you talk to different characters you find gifts on the levels and then you give them the gifts and it unlocks the relationship meter and you get a cutscene or dialogue or new missions um so the voice acting and it's very sort of graphic novel style where it'll have the character and then, like, their voice. And then, so it's not like a 3D character ding. It's just like a 2D animated character in a relatively still position or, like, slight animation effects. And then the voice. So the voice acting really very has much. to be spot on. Very and much. this was yeah. a very weird indie game because it's like, oh, it's a speedrunning first-person card-based, like, parkour, rogue, Like, it's all this weird stuff. And then... You come in, This the music is awesome. The is music it? is really good. So I, I pop in, the music is funky, the art style is very cool, and then Steve Bloom. And I'm like, this game is way better put together than I thought it was going to be. So this is definitely like a day one purchase. When that day is going really? to be is up in the air. I mean, unless it comes out like on top of Sunbreak or Splatoon... Um, but it's good. If it was, if it was out for Switch, I would buy it. Like, no questions asked. This st- the demo, weirdly enough, is only out on Steam. So okay. there's no, there's no Switch demo. It's only Steam. So, and it's coming out for, like, all platforms, but yeah. I don't know why there's no Switch demo. Maybe they still have to clean it up. That's the thing, though, is this needs to run flawlessly on Switch, or I will not get it on switch i will get it on steam and that kills me because i'd rather have it on switch yeah because nintendo ads um and i want to be able to like yeah but like this is a very i can see this game getting very very precise and if there's frame drops or anything and it's not it doesn't seem like a graphically huge demanding game so i think we'll be fine but if it comes out on switch and it's not up to snuff that's an immediate deal breaker because it's a tight 
the controls are tight. It's not an RPG. It's not turn-based. It's like, gotta be ready. I mean, Hades plays fine on Switch. If they can do it with Hades, they can do it with this. Okay. So, it's good. It's real good. Um, last and maybe least... I, I, I would think this is a sour. The Yeah, the Steam Deck came out. The Switch Killer. Um, I'm pretty sure... So it's not available at retail. It's only available through... Sorry, did you just say Switch Killer? Yeah, that's Didn't what they've been calling it. The Steam no. Deck is a Switch Killer. Anyone. Why would you have a Switch when you can have a gaming PC in your hand to play your Steam games? Anyone who thought that the... Steam Deck was going to be a Switch killer was gravely mistaken. Yeah, but that that's how it's been talked up. No. Just no. So, you have to log in when you go to this. It says log in for reservations. So, like, you have to be, like, a member or, like, a you have to, like, pre-order it. So, like, they're coming out, but it's not, like, I, to me, this is like kind of like a soft launch. Okay. To me, this is them sussing out demand and performance issues to determine how many of this thing they're going to manufacture because components are still pretty expensive and hard to find. And pretty much every piece of hardware Steam or Valve has ever produced has been a pretty, pretty decisive flop right okay they've done the the what is it the steam box that's like basically steam meets chromecast that you can like put on your tv which i thought was cool but didn't really take off steam controller i guess is a good controller but nobody i've ever heard ever owned it um no. the, i don't know the, anybody who's that's in depth into it the valve index which is their vr headset i've heard great things but it's just been crushed by Quest. So, yet again, I've heard great things, but and mainly the people who are using it are the people who have the money and have the computer to like go into that big of a endeavor. But like, it is not something that like mainstream great deal amount of people have. So, it's just not worth it. I'm looking at an article from The Verge, which is just like a tech thing, yep. and it says, Steam Deck Review, colon, it's not ready. <laughs> like, that That says everything right there. Um, the, the review says, first, I'm having more fun with the Steam Deck than any gadget I've tested in years. Second, the Steam Deck is a mess. It's rushed, unfinished, buggy, unstable. If Valve sold the console I'd been playing at Best Buy or GameStop, people would return it in droves. So, uh, yeah, Switch Killer, Switch Killer, Switch Killer is dead on arrival. I don't, I wouldn't be losing sleep if I was Nintendo. Was never going to be a Switch killer. I know, but so many people wanted it to be. So many people who just have it out for Nintendo were like, "Oh, nobody's gonna buy a Switch after the Steam Deck comes out." Like, why? If you just play it, it's the same, but it has more games and it's gonna be better. I will say, the one interesting thing about Steam Deck is if they somehow fix 
every issue that they're having. Um, it could be an affordable alternative to PC gaming at a console price and a console sort of infrastructure. You've said before you appreciate consoles because you just turn them on, they're your games, you play them. Consoles definitely have an ease of use over PCs. If yeah. the Steam Deck can play PC games in a console-style format and is more attuned to a console price point than a gaming PC price point, then I can see the Steam Deck having a place for people who want budget gaming PCs. Um, okay. Also, the fighting game community, every release that has come out for fighting games recently, PC is becoming the de facto main version because these new next-gen consoles have too much input delay, which yeah. is a whole nother conversation about why that's happening. But basically, the PC version of fighting games have been taking over, which is a huge problem because the competitive community needs to run events in person with the best version of the game. And it yeah. is very impractical to run an in-person tournament using PCs. Yes. Yeah. Now, if they had Steam Deck, little couple hundred dollar solution, console price, if they can get it to run smoothly, I could see Steam Deck being the de facto, like, universal thing for fighting games, but I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to get it working smoothly and that it's going to get widely adopted enough that it's going to be the main thing. It's a possibility. It's a wish on a star, but... Yeah. I don't, I don't think so, I think. And especially now that Sony owns Evo, this is a whole, again, this is a very separate episode topic, but Sony has the FGC in their back pocket at this point. Like, there's no so, real competition. one thing that I did hear about the Steam Deck was that the developers and the creators saying they would be willing to allow and build their platform so that Microsoft's Game Pass can be on their platform. That they are that's no, cool they are in no position to want to do a game subscription service microsoft is doing becoming very successful with it there's no reason why they can't make a partnership to allow that to happen now i will say that's awesome you can almost double or triple your game library just by that alone so if they could pull that off that could allow them to become the largest platform for mobile gaming here's the here's the main problem you're going to run in with that because i i agree with you i think a, a mobile device yep. mobile gaming device that could run game pass would be game changing the yes. problem is the memory options on this thing so the base the base steam deck is 400 bucks and it comes with 64 gigs of memory and that's, that's it. it my phone does has it have, does it have an sd slot for you to add more i don't know but phones phones come with more memory yeah you bump it up to 530 dollars and you're up to 256 gigs which is respectable that can fit a couple games but now you're in now you're in PS5 territory in terms of pricing. 
$650, you can get it up to 512 gigs. That's... Yeah. That's... You can't... You can't play the new Forza game. You can't play Apex Legends on a 64 gig yeah. thing. You can't even play Genshin Impact on a 64 gig thing. Genshin Impact, which is a phone mobile game. Which I still I, don't know how. I'll be honest with you. I, I know it is. I know there's people who use it and play it. I love the game. It is ridiculously beautiful. It's almost better that you can't get it to work on your phone. Yes. It, no, it 100% is better that I can't get Because I would be at work. Ah, uh, what do I do? Okay. And then the day disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so they got some stuff to figure out with Steam Deck, but it is it has been a rocky soft launch so far. I mean, it's better than them producing like hundreds of thousands of units and them sitting on the store shelves and then them being like crap. Whoops. I mean, yeah. That's not good. Um, I think that's the show, right? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot of sweet, a lot of sour. Took us over an hour. It was a lot of good things. Steam Deck ain't got no power. It was, it was very shocking. People are quite shocked when they find out that I'm not a qualified electrician. I distinctly remember electrocuting yourself. <laughs> As and shorting out, yeah. <laughs> that I can't even tell the whole story behind that because it's too weird. It's, it's, it's too it's it's impossible to explain. It's a it you had to be there. It involves chicken meat. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and that's really not as even yeah, it's anyway. Um yeah, so yeah, some good stuff, some crappy stuff. Overall, it's pretty good. Overall, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, Evo, I don't really care about anymore. Pokemon, I'm on board. I'm on board with this new Pokemon. You know how long it's been since I've been excited about a Pokemon game pre-launch? I don't even know. I don't even know the last time I was excited about a Pokemon game before it came out. I'm excited for the fact that there is a new Pokemon game. I don't know if I'm excited for this Pokemon game. Why? It's going to be Arceus 2. It's gonna be. It's gonna be on. It's gonna be the mechanics of Arceus in a mainline game. What is there not to love? Or that you... in itself implies that Arceus itself is not a mainline game. It's not a mainline game. They said that it's an offshoot. It's a separate. It's not a mainline game. It's not. Yet again, reinforcing the idea that they did not have faith in it. But that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Because they used it as a guinea pig to test the new mechanics. The new mechanics worked. But you know what? They kind of didn't because because there's no way they had time to see how Arceus was going to play out and then make a decision on what they were going to do with this game. I think they exactly had enough time because nobody no. saw this game coming. No way, because so it's coming out they, this year. Had they decided to delay it, 
they very well could have delayed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, if they were, if people were like, this new open world format sucks, then uh, they could have just been like, well, nobody knows that we have a second open world format game that's basically I mean, done. Let's yeah, just push it back without telling then, anybody. Yeah, that's true. They then could have then built a platform to then just put a layer on top of their open world platform that goes back to the traditional style. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. I just I just hope that it's going to be like literally the same bones as Arceus cuz it works. It works so hard. I mean it does. It'll be interesting how they work in PVP. Oh, can you imagine if there's like co-op? Open world co-op? See, now you got me interested. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of implications all the all these things that mainline games have, like maybe this is going to be one of the first mainline games where you can go wherever you want. You don't have to do the gyms in order. You have to, like Ash Ketchum, just come to the championship with X amount of mm-hmm. badges. Yeah. Not in this particular... That would be interesting. Open world and mainline, there's a lot of things that weren't in Arceus that are going to have to be compatible with open world in some way or another. You could go to a badge, a gym battle, die mercilessly, and then go out into the world and know, I need to go and get this fire-type Pokemon in order to be successful at this gym. Yeah. And they are promoting the new game... They are promoting the new game as open world. Arceus, Arceus is open world, but it's like a little bit not open world. Because open world is Breath of the Wild. You can go wherever you want. True. Arceus, you have a big, you have big open world areas, but you have to unlock them. You can't just go wherever you want, whenever you want. Well, you unlock them in Breath of the Wild. You unlock them on the map. You yeah, are, but you, you can, can go there, there anytime you want. Yeah. It's open. There's no... This... You also have a main town, a hub, that you have to go back to that is not in that open world. It is closed. Yeah. So, like, there's that. So I'm wondering if the new Pokemon game will follow that format and they're just going to call it open world and everybody's going to kind of be like uh, we'll, okay. we'll we'll give you a pass because it's fun um or if it's actually going to be open world like really open wide open so do you consider it an open world if you can see the other side of the bridge but the bridge is out and you can't get to it yes okay so, if you can I mean, get there, if you can figure out how to get there, yeah. if you can do the necessary things to get there, because it's not like... Like this, I would say Pokemon Arceus is similar to Monster Hunter in that you have a hub world, you pick where you want to go, you go. When you're there, it's open to you. I mean, Arceus is more, obviously, a lot more open world than Monster Hunter, because it's all yeah, connected, well, yeah. it's one map. But you still have that gameplay loop of hub world, open area, hub world, open area, versus real open world games are just open area, like the full, the whole Breath time. Breath of the Wild, you literally yeah. go everywhere. Yeah, Genshin Impact, go wherever you want. Elden Ring. 
Should I get it? Uh, video game decisions are hard. Although, if I can't, if I think making the decision to get or not get Elden Ring is too difficult, I don't know how I'm going to do with the actual difficulty of the game. Maybe that's a sign that I should not get it. Corporal's like, I am gifting this to you on Steam because I want to see you suffer. Suffer. That would be a fun sub goal. Or star goal. A star goal. It's like for every for every thousand stars it goes towards the Elden Ring fund and Corporal has to drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show, folks. Um, I will be back tomorrow with Monster Hunter. How about that? How you like that? That's the sweet and sour sauce. I think I'm going to play Monster Hunter. I haven't played Monster Hunter in a while. I'm going to do Monster Hunter. You, you, you need to play more Monster Hunter. You are going to get slap dillity slap. You're going to be the pinata full of candy for the children if you do not get farther and rise before sunbreaks come out. I am almost at the point where I am willing to just let you play Monster Hunter. By myself? Yeah. Fool! I am too much invested into Genshin Impact. To, oh, and I, you know, I actually enjoy. A couple of weeks ago, it was I'm too invested in Halo. This is the best campaign that I've ever accidentally beaten after a quarter of the amount of time I was supposed to be playing it. I haven't even finished the campaign. I, I should go downstairs. Knock right yourself now. out. Knock yourself out on Genshin Impact. Because when you're realizing that you have to pay $199 to unlock the new character. No. I will literally go back to drinking on stream and collapse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, will, that's almost as. That's, I'll, I'll I will literally that. print out Facebook's rules and regulations and eat them on stream so that I can continue to progress. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to be I'm going to just turn my camera off and be a viewer for that one. <laughs> no accountability for me. <laughs> I'm going to make a fake Facebook account and load it up with stars. <laughs> oh, all right everybody, that's the show. I will see you on Tuesday. You. Wait, wait, wait. Would it be streaming on Friday? Streets of Rage? Streets of Rage? Where did that come from? Uh, it came from .emu Games in France. <laughs> There's your dad joke, everybody. Bye, everybody. Ugh.